0: Well, hello, friends. You are here for episode 139 of the Love Your People Well podcast. But let me tell you something. It is not actually going to be 139 because today we are going to have a replay of episode 77. We are in the middle of our series diving into some difficult emotions that every Christian mom struggles with from one time or another. And we are up to the topic of stress and mom burnout. The thing is, we had an episode, episode uh, 77, (laughs) just last year that really covered some really great things about handling stress in your life. And as I found myself preparing for Um, this conversation today, I, I was taking notes and I'm realizing, I think I've already talked about this. And sure enough, I pulled up the notes from episode 77 and they were basically a repeat of what I was typing out today. And so you might be able to hear in my voice that I've got a cold and my family just moved and my husband is traveling and we've got the stress going on. And I realized this is the Lord's blessing. We are going to replay, I said episode 77, I'm thinking now it's episode 73. Don't worry, it'll be the right one. But we're going to replay that after our intro song. And then we will keep our conversation going next week about stress, um, specifically to take a look at boundaries. Because that is such a huge part of how we can better manage our own stress. But I know you're going to really enjoy these nine tips that we talk through in this episode. Um, So stick around, my friends, and let's jump in to a replay of this really helpful episode. Welcome to the Love Your People Well podcast. We're here to build healthy, happy, and holy family relationships, I'm Jess, a marriage and family therapist, a Christian, a wife, a mom, and I believe God creates us for relationships. Relationship with Him and with each other. So if you want to build a strong marriage, connect with your kids, find peace and purpose at the end of those crazy days, and keep Jesus at the center of it all, you're in the right place. Stick around, friend, and let's get started. Well, before we jump into this replay of our um, episode 73 about managing stress, nine tips to manage stress as a Christian mom so that you can get right back to actually enjoying family life, um, I did want to also remind you that you can grab plenty of helpful resources over at loveyourpeoplewell.com. We actually have a whole page there about emotions. Um, you can get some great freebies, like a conflict resolution checklist. There's um, some, a self-care ideas list that you can grab there. There's some helpful devotionals, but lots of stuff over at loveyourpeoplewell.com in the resources section. Um, I probably mentioned a few of them in this episode, but again, it was a year ago, and I've been making some new stuff since then. So just wanted to put that out there. And of course, I'll remind you, I am a therapist I was a therapist in episode 73. I'm a therapist today, but I'm not your therapist. And so if you're really struggling with burnout or stress, you're seeing a negative impact on your own mental health or your family, that's a great time to reach out for support from your pastor or even maybe from a professional counselor. Um, But I certainly hope that our conversation today is helpful. All right, friends, let's jump in. All of these tips are things I am actively, currently trying to do in my life. Number one is to simplify. When you are in a season of overwhelm, simplify as much as you can. So I'm talking about things like chores and food, like the meals that you're planning and preparing for your family. Simplify the extracurriculars and the stuff that's on your schedule. Simplify what you expect to get done every day. And of course, different people go through a season of overwhelm with different things going on. If you're working full-time outside of the house, your ways of simplifying are going to look different than mine as a stay-at-home mom with my kids. But for me right now, what does this look like simplifying my life? This is not easy for me because I really like to be, I'm like a list person. You know, I like to have my to-do list and check things off and feel productive. And in this season of life, when it's really chaotic and really difficult, I have chosen to have only one daily item that's on my to-do list. Now, yes, there are still the things that are what I would consider like the absolutely must-do list. I have to feed my family every day. I have to make sure we all have clean underwear every day. Now, it might not be folded. You might have to dig through the dryer to get to it, but it is available. And beyond the, I mean, that's, those are really the two things. Do we have a dish to eat on and food on it and clothes to wear? That's pretty much it when it comes to taking care of the family as far as absolutely must get done. And with the triplets, even those things can take the whole day (laughs) because they're fussy or they get sick or, you know, different things are going on. And and the reality is, even though I have simplified and I have one item on the to-do list other than these, like, it has to happen things, that one thing doesn't always get done. But whether it's chores, or meals, just simplifying what you are trying to serve your family, whether it's saying no to some things that might usually fill up your schedule. If you are in a season of stress and overwhelm, you need to simplify, you need to lower those expectations. It's not for forever. But it can make it a lot more manageable to get through the day and get through the week when it's a more realistic um, expectation about what is going to get done. Tip number two is to manage your stress. Now, I am not saying we can eliminate our stress during these type of seasons when there is just so much going on, but we can manage it. We need to, first of all, know ourselves. Can you even tell when you are getting stressed? You might be surprised how often in the counseling room I sit down with people and it's very obvious to me that they are stressed out. And usually by that point they've realized it, but they've been stressed and overwhelmed for a long time and didn't really know it. They had all these other things they thought were the problem. And sometimes we just need to know what are my personal individual warning signs that send a signal to me, ooh, I'm stressed out. I'm not doing so well. I need to handle this or else it's only going to escalate. And there are some common warning signs that we can look out for. A lot of people start to have trouble sleeping when they're stressed out. A lot of people experience physical symptoms like more headaches or more stomach aches. They just don't quite physically feel right when they're really overwhelmed. They're really stressed. But often there are more personal and individual things that you can also notice. And I will put out there one of mine. I have noticed recently, (laughs) one of the ways I know, oh, yeah, I really am in a season of being totally stressed out is that I'm cursing more. I mean, I'm not not cursing at people, but cursing and my language is something I, I really struggled with early on as a young Christian in college. The Lord really worked just miracles, I would say in changing my perspective about language, as well as, of course, the practical, like, how do I speak to other people, to myself? And so I notice this, you know, if I stub my toe and I'm not in a season of stress, you know, I can handle that. I'm going to say, oh, man, or ouch or whatever. And if I'm in a season of stress, those are going to be little asterisks or whatever. If you're reading it written out, I'm, I'm not handling my language as well. And that is a warning sign for me personally that says, hey, Jessica, um, you're getting stressed. (laughs) Like you have gone beyond what is easily manageable and you need to simplify and do some of these other things that we're going to talk about through the rest of our conversation today. So figure out for yourself, what are those warning signs that tell you my stress level is kind of above and beyond? And figure out for yourself what actually calms you down. Preferably things that calm you down in the moment when you stub your toe. And instead of saying, ouch, you start cursing, or not start cursing. It's not like a five minute spiel. But you know, that curse word is coming out or that that phrase or that tone or something is coming out, whatever your warning sign is, what can you do in that moment to calm down? And again, for myself, I'm happy to share examples from my own current season of craziness. When I notice that for myself, I am pausing and praying. Now, sometimes I'll pray out loud. um, But really, I mean, this hasn't been something I've seen come out in my interactions with other people. It's more just like I get frustrated because somebody dropped a cup or I stubbed my toe or... (laughs) (laughs) or, you know, I haven't folded the laundry in three days, like little things for myself that I'll notice either internally or just kind of under my breath. There's that little uh, language slip, I'll call it. And so in that moment, pausing and praying, confessing it like that really quick confession is helpful for me because it kind of reminds me to redirect what I'm focusing on and how I'm handling the moment. And one thing that helps all of us When we talk about managing our stress, we need to know ourselves, even know when we're stressed, we need to be able to calm ourselves down. But for all of us, it's also really helpful during these seasons to have a way of releasing physical energy because that is a big part of why when we're stressed out, we yell or we cry or we hit things or we throw things or we slam doors or we curse is because it gives that little bit of physical release. Physically, we're using our muscles, we're releasing energy, and that releases some endorphins, and it feels good. And so, make sure, even when life is overwhelming, you might not have time to go to the gym or go on your daily run or do maybe some of those normal exercise things, but find ways to release physical energy that are safe and something that you can do in the middle of a crazy day. One thing that I like to do. Uh, Well, in other seasons of life, I've done jumping jacks. (laughs) Like, let me just pause and do 10 jumping jacks um, right now because I actually did stub my toe the other day. And so I've got a bit of a foot injury um, and I'm pregnant and I'm tired. (laughs) I'm not releasing energy in that way. Um, But something that I find helpful is getting a washcloth, getting it wet, you know, run it under the sink, get it wet, and twisting it as hard as I can. Nobody's going to get hurt with that. My kids might think I'm silly, but you know. They're two. They think everything's silly, but it really does release some of that physical energy. Super random little tip, but as you're thinking about how can I manage my stress when I'm overwhelmed, make sure there is some way of releasing physical energy that you are controlling. You're deciding to release that energy rather than it just bursting out when something happens and you can't manage that emotional reaction. Tip number three during these overwhelming seasons of life, we need to lean on Jesus. And I hope you're leaning on him all the time. But I know for myself, these are seasons when I can't, it's probably a little strong to say can't. I'll just say I, I, I don't. Like realistically, I don't get my usual quiet devotional time. I don't spend as much time sitting at my desk, reading the Bible, praying, taking notes, like all the things I like to do which already are cut back because life is busy, are even less during these type of seasons. And so this is a time when we need to have tiny prayers and maybe tiny readings, but we need to have more, again, realistic expectations about how we are going to engage with God and with his word and lean on him. So I find it really helpful I'm still reading scripture, but not necessarily as much at the same, like one chunk of time, but placing scripture verses around the house, like writing them out and sticking them on the bathroom mirror or on the fridge, um, praying them out loud, reading them out loud when I need to calm down or I need that little quick mental refreshment and being honest and vulnerable. I have asked you here in our podcast community to be praying for my family as we have some concerns with, um, with my little one and a family member with cancer. Like we need to be real with people and ask them to step up into prayer because prayer is powerful, but it also really helps. And again, this might just be more of a personal or personality thing, but leaning on Jesus in these seasons to cry out to him, writing out prayers, or questions or struggles, you know, writing that out journaling style can be really helpful. Crying, literally crying tears to the Lord, um, yelling at him. If you've got some stuff you need to work out, he can handle all the emotions that come with an overwhelming season of life, and he does not get overwhelmed. And so whatever that looks like for you, just getting it out and turning it over to the Lord is going to be really helpful and important during these seasons. Because if we can be more realistic about how we approach that and raw and vulnerable with the Lord and with our people, then we're less likely to just totally shut down from the Lord to just stop reading scripture or stop praying because we're overwhelmed. We might need to cut back or change how we do it, but we need to actually lean into the Lord rather than shutting ourselves off from him. Tip number four. During these seasons, we really need to prioritize the most basic of needs. So I'm talking about eat some food, my friend. When you are stressed and you have zero time, you need to eat food and you need to get some sleep and you need to take a shower and brush your teeth and comb your hair. And at least once in a while, you need to wear real pants. Like we need to not just take these things for granted, which is sometimes easy to do when we're not, you know, we're busy, but we're not really overwhelmed or, or feeling totally chaotic. We might look around our living room and be thinking, oh my gosh, it's a tornado in here and I can't handle it. That that stresses a lot of people out to see the clutter or to see the mess, but don't get so caught up in all that stuff that you forget about the basics. And I really would emphasize getting sleep, and eating food. Um, Maybe because for me personally, (laughs) those things are really easy to start skipping over when I'm feeling stressed out, and I'm taking care of, you know, a thousand other things. But hangry is a real thing. You get (laughs) hungry, you get angry. That happens for a lot of people. It happens for me. And sleep is something, when we're totally crazy in these seasons of life, it can be really tempting to just spend our evenings like if we finally get some downtime to just be scrolling our phone or watching TV or just kind of get lost in something mindless rather than just turning it off and going to bed at 7:30 if you can which of course most of us cannot on a regular basis but getting that extra sleep let your kids play in in a you know safety approved playroom while you take a nap on the couch like do what you need to do to eat food and get sleep and actually take care of your own basic needs. And one thing that I would include in that is to make sure throughout these crazy days that you are pausing and taking deep breaths. Now we could talk a long time about the power of a deep breath. There's a lot of science in that and just physiologically how it helps and impacts you. But when we're stressed, we tend to be running on empty we're go, 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 everything is fast. And even our breathing, even our physical bodies can start to really kind of take those shallow, short breaths, which do not refresh us in the best ways. And so pausing and taking a long, slow, deep breath, even while you're in the middle of folding laundry or disciplining your kid or driving to the next activity can be really helpful. All right, tip number five. During these overwhelming seasons of life, now this is a tip really. We need to do it all the time, but it's gonna look different when we're feeling totally overwhelmed. Take your thoughts captive to Christ. And there are two specific ways that I see this playing out for myself when I'm feeling really overwhelmed. One is to recognize and be intentional about what I want versus what I can realistically have. Letting Christ take the lead and acknowledge these are the things I want. These are the things I'm worried about. These are the things I'm praying for. Taking these thoughts captive to Christ is particularly helpful because when we're feeling overwhelmed and stressed, they tend to run out of control or jump to conclusions a lot more quickly. And so recognizing that And laying that before the Lord is really helpful. And then the second piece that I, again, personally, I have found very helpful as far as taking my thoughts captive to Christ in these crazy, messy seasons of life is to make the decision for gratitude and rejoicing and not just letting that be led by my feelings and choose to rejoice maybe not in you know the cancer diagnosis or the things that are stressing us out but choose to rejoice in the lord in his strength in his faithfulness you know we could go down a whole list of his characteristics rejoicing in the lord in who he is in what he has done all of that is a decision and we have to be more intentional about it when we're feeling really overwhelmed okay tip number six focus on discipleship over-discipline with your kids. This is a season, my friends, for grace in a big way. And part of this, I mean, at least for me, part of it is recognizing that when I'm stressed, when I'm overwhelmed, you know, my temper is a little bit shorter. It's easier to get frustrated with my kids. And I realized, thankfully pretty early on, I am at risk of over-disciplining my kids during this season, these little things that push my buttons i'm more likely to overreact and then discipline them and focus you know and and maybe turn that corner toward behavior management rather than discipleship and character building and so i have found for myself making that intentional shift that when things push my buttons (laughs) i'm going to try to focus on how can i disciple my kid in this moment how can I build character and emphasize our family values rather than necessarily correcting the behavior or disciplining the child? And, you know, my kids are toddlers. This is going to look different depending on the ages of your kids. And I'm not saying that there's no discipline during this season of life, but I am saying we just like we need grace from the Lord and we need it even, even more abundance when we're overwhelmed. We need to extend an overabundance of that grace to our kids, recognizing our own weaknesses to, you know, potentially like I'm experiencing that temptation or maybe just likelihood to over discipline, over manage and control things because I think that I can or my temper is short um, to recognize our own weaknesses and choose to focus in a different direction. But also we need to recognize if we are overwhelmed in whatever season of life we're in, our kids are probably feeling at least some of that. If not all of that, kids are very intuitive. They really feed off the family emotions. And so if mama is stressed out, our kids are gonna be stressed out. And if you're overwhelmed, they're more likely to feel overwhelmed, which might mean more behavior issues. It might mean more... (laughs) necessity for discipline, but also that means more opportunity for discipleship and character building and loving on your kids, showing grace to your kids in part because you know they're struggling. Tip number seven, during these seasons of life, it's really helpful to still try to stick with some sort of family rhythm. Now that might be routines, that might be habits, But the more that everyone can be on the same page about knowing what to expect, when to expect it, why is it happening, that can really help get through these seasons of overwhelm because it just removes some of the question marks, which tend to come with at least a tiny level of stress. If we don't know what to expect, we're kind of on edge a little bit more, um, especially our kids. And so having that family rhythm or some predictable routines can be really helpful to just Eliminate what you can of some stress. Eliminate that tiny little piece of stress to help everyone get through the day more smoothly. So for myself and my family in this season of overwhelm, we have really focused on our breakfast and dinner routines. Not only when are they happening, um, because we have dinner kind of early with the toddlers so that we can Get to bed on time, even if they're crazy and they're totally losing it, we're not getting you know really pushed back into the evening. But our breakfast routine and our dinner routines are really helpful for grounding our days, and that helps the kids. But it also really helps me that I know you know at at 7 a.m. we're eating breakfast at 5 p.m. we're eating dinner. Now, does that get pushed back? Of course it does. Do we always have our morning devotions during these seasons when my husband has to go to work early and you know different things are happening? No, sometimes that falls by the wayside. But having that rhythm means that those times when it is out of the ordinary, the next day you can just pick right back up where you normally leave off because everyone knows what to expect, why it's happening, when it's happening. So we have found personally that that breakfast and dinner rhythm is really helpful Um, But you may find, you know, during the day, do you do things in a certain order? Are there like certain times of the day or activities where you really connect with your kids or with your husband? Um, Finding those daily rhythms can be really helpful for, for not just surviving an overwhelming season, but actually feeling like you're getting stuff done and you're connecting and your days are purposeful. So we have two more tips that I want to hit on. Before we recap all of this, tip number eight is to take this overwhelming season of life and make it a testimony. We need to share our struggles and our successes with the people around us. We all need that. And I know here on the podcast, I try to be very intentional personally about sharing some of my story. Um, And I don't know what that looks like in your life. You know, if you don't have a podcast, you still have people who you can share your story with. I have experienced this so many times over the years that when I have been honest with someone about a struggle that I'm dealing with, maybe it's current or maybe it's in the past and you know how I'm dealing with it, how the Lord is showing up in it, that is so encouraging for other people. I mean, infertility, that's probably a good example um, I know I talked about that a lot in episode two when I shared some of my personal story of, of coming to the Lord and meeting my husband and having kids. and But as I was dealing with that, I tried to be very intentional about being open with people. I mean, I wasn't just offering it as like my, hi, it's nice to meet you, by the way, I can't have kids conversation starter. But as I got to know people, and we talk about family life, I was tr- I was trying to be intentional about not hiding it about just letting it be a part of my story, because it is a part of my story. And there are still to this day, women at church getting pregnant and coming and saying how helpful it has been because they have also struggled with infertility and to know I'm not alone, you know, I got to see how you walked through this and how the Lord was faithful to you. And that's been so helpful. I didn't know that. I mean, sometimes I know that, but not all the time. There is something that we can connect over, and the Lord is using all of our difficult and overwhelming seasons to testify to his goodness and his grace. So I don't know what your season looks like, but I know that the Lord will use it. I know he's already using it, but he's going to continue to use it, and I know that he will bless and honor you as you share that with other people as you are real and vulnerable with other people because it helps them it helps all of us to know we're not alone we can all get through these seasons not because of our own strength but because we all serve and follow the same god and let's close it out with tip number nine when you are in these seasons of life my friend you need to ask for help and figuring out how to ask for help and who to ask for help, that is not always easy. But it is super important. I actually, this very weekend, this very past weekend, my husband reached out to his parents to ask them, hey, could you guys come this weekend to visit? Um, because we're we need some help, basically, is what he said. The kids have been sick and I've been super stressed out, and then my husband thought he was getting sick. Thankfully, I, I think it was only allergies. But he he reached out to say, mom, can you come? Can you (laughs) rearrange your schedule so you can be here for, I mean, they weren't even here that long. It was like a day and a half, but it was helpful. And even just knowing we have people we can reach out to and they will try to help us is really meaningful because we don't want to fall into the trap when we're totally overwhelmed of thinking we're all alone and we have to somehow figure out how to manage all of it. That is not only not realistic a lot of the times in these stressful seasons, but it is not God's intention for us. He wants us to lean on each other. He wants us to ask for help. He wants us to offer help. And so if you are not the one in the overwhelming season of life, and you're listening to this podcast just maybe for tips for the future or for encouragement, well, that's awesome. Think about who you know that is in an overwhelming season of life. They might not have told you they might not have verbalized it, but we are all smart people. We can look at what's going on in people's lives and realize they might be kind of stressed out right now. And okay, maybe you're wrong and you make them dinner and they're not stressed out. Is there a loser in that situation? No, there's not. There is a family who got blessed by a meal and there is you who got blessed by making a meal and helping. So whether you are on the side of needing to ask for help or you're on the side of needing to offer help and try to figure out ways to bless and benefit your friends or your church members all of that honors God and it helps our entire community. So friends, that those are my nine tips for getting through these seasons of overwhelm. Let me back up and just recap these nine tips. Number 1, when you're feeling totally overwhelmed, everything is cranky, everything is messy, simplify Your life. Simplify your chores and your food and your schedule and just remove as much as you can from what you're trying to manage. Number two, manage your stress. Figure out when am I getting stressed? What's my warning sign? How will I calm down? And how can I release physical energy in a safe and intentional way? Tip number three lean on Jesus. Keep him at the front of everything you're doing, whether that's crying. Or yelling, or praying, or reading, whatever it is, lean on Him. Number four was to prioritize your most basic needs food and sleep and hygiene, all the basics. Make sure you're not just taking them for granted, you're not skipping over them, you're actually prioritizing them. Number five, take those stressed out thoughts, <laughs> take them captive to Christ. Choose to be grateful and to rejoice in the Lord. Number six was to focus on discipleship over discipline during this season of life for your kids. Number seven, try to stick with or maybe figure out a family rhythm day by day, day by day, so that everyone knows what to expect, when it's going to happen, why it's happening. Now, you will get off from that rhythm <laughs> But that's why it's a rhythm. It's not a rule. You get right back to it the next day because it starts to feel really normal and lowers that stress level for everyone. Tip number eight, make this season a testimony. Share it with other people. Be honest. Be real. Ask for prayer. Ask for encouragement. And number nine, ask for help. Ask for the things that you need to make it through this season. So my friend, I hope you're not. In a super overwhelming season of life. But if you are, you're not alone because I am. And you know what? It's not going to last forever. And I'm confident I will get through it and I will love my family through it. And I will have the success that I talked about at the beginning of maintaining strong relationships. Not because these nine tips are magic or anything like that, or even that they always work and help, but because. I am trying to just lay myself, my family, and this season at the feet of the Lord. He is the one who will fight the battle. He is not surprised by anything going on that makes us feel overwhelmed. And he already knows how it's going to get resolved, how it's all going to work out. And he's in it before and during and after. So turn to him, my friend. Make sure to grab some of those resources that I mentioned earlier on. Our devotionals on different topics are at loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash devotionals. So make sure, my friend, that you're just taking it one step at a time. Overwhelming seasons come, but they also go. And so praise God for that. We will be back on Friday with our Friday faith follow-up. And until then, my friend, hugs and blessings to you. I'll talk to you soon.